Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. How are you guys doing? Welcome over to the channel. This episode is sponsored by Atlas VPN. So as most of you guys can see, this isn't my normal backdrop. I'm still on my honeymoon and I'll be here for next I'll be here for the next couple days. Now, I just want to say thank you to everybody who actually donated and gave us a gift for our wedding. Trust me when I say this, my new wife is very understanding when it comes to making these episodes for you guys. She knows how invested I am in this war, and she knows that I love the work, to be honest with you. And frankly, that's why I married her. She's very, very understanding. She's, she's a great woman. Now, I do have two guys on the ground inside of Ukraine right now filming documentaries, and we should be getting, hopefully... One by this weekend for you guys to watch. I, re- I really do hope so. They've been telling me the plan that they're going to be staying even longer now than expected because they're getting such good stuff and such good contacts within Ukraine. It's very difficult to get across the border anyway. And now that they're there, they kind of want to stay there. And I'm all for it. I really am. So hopefully I can send, send show you guys some stuff. I know that they were within two miles of the front line over in the east. They have some footage of actual like Russian fighter jets flying over and artillery rounds. It's pretty crazy. So I'm, I am pretty excited for you to, 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 for everybody to see it, even myself. You know what I mean? But another day and another massive blow to the Russian logistical supplies inside the southern portion of Ukraine. This one may be the largest blows to the supply chain we have seen in this entire War. I cannot confirm what this was done by, like what did it, soft units or whatnot. But this, as of right now, the Russians have now lost their entire train support that leads from Russia to Crimea. They are now going to have to stop roughly 200 kilometers from the front line with supplies and then truck them in. This will be temporary, of course, for a few days, and I'm sure of this, because this is not something they can sustain or have happening because uh, they just can't sustain what's going on inside of Kyrgyzstan, if this is to be the case. I cannot confirm, like I said, or deny if this is done by HIMARS or soft units working on the ground or even possibly saboteurs. I have no idea. It does not really matter, honestly, because it has been done. And the Russians are feeling it. This was actually caused by another ammunition depot being targeted. But it just so happens it was attached to a railway system, which, of course, was affected. Now, the videos are pretty insane coming out over this thing. Now, that I mean, ammunition cook-off has been absolutely massive. Like, when I mean massive, it is insanely. It's massive. So, if you want to go see it, go check it out. It's all over the internet. Uh, I can't put it up here on YouTube because YouTube is just, it's just the way it is. Now, to make things even worse for the Russian men down inside of Crimea, their situation has got a little bit more sticky. It's got a little bit more worse. Now, Ukrainian forces have also targeted another airfield inside of Crimea, and this time it housed 12 SU-24s and 12 SU-25s. And th- th- this base that was actually targeted was actually working in cahoots, I guess you would say, best way to put it, linked up with the Russian Navy. So now they're targeting the, the Russian air support for the Russian Navy inside the sea. Now, there's currently no indication on the losses as of just yet. It is very significant, or it may not be significant at all. We should see some video footage coming out over the next 24 hours or so. And I did see the satellite imagery. I saw it beforehand. I clearly have not seen it afterwards because it just happened. So hopefully in the next day or so, we'll actually see some. Now, the crazy part is the Ukrainians were actually able to target this airfield and another ammo supply route within 12, 12 to 24 hours of each other. And this is just after the Russians suffered that massive loss at another airfield inside of Crimea. Like, however, the Ukrainians are hitting them. They aren't able to stop. And I don't think this thing's going to be the end of it. Like, I think it's going to continue on. Like, 
Here in a second, we're going to go over a possible counteroffensive that is currently being set up in the southern portion of Ukraine. But as expected, there was a mass exodus of Russian civilians from Crimea since the very first attack. But the, the, past, the past couple days, I guess, the past day or so, these past ones have really made it fairly large exodus. And what I mean, like, it's very fast. Like, this is actually coming out of the train station from down inside of Crimea, where people are clearly just wanting to get back home and out of this newly started war zone. Now, not only are they seeing a massive amount of people trying to leave by, by train, they're apparently starting to see like they're, they're wanting to shut down the Crimean Bridge. And they did this overnight due to security concerns. Like, I don't know what the security concerns would really be other than the fact that the possibility that Ukrainians might actually target the bridge. But I would assume it is to try and slow down the pace of the Russians leaving Crimea to allow it for a quicker evacuation of Russian officials and their families. Go ahead and keep your Google searches private. Now, if you're looking for something on Google with an Atlas VPN, you can search the web with real organic search results and do it without being tracked. Like you don't want anybody tracking your activity. There, th this is this is the best VPN deal on the market. Like you can enjoy the most affordable online protection for just a dollar eighty-three per month with three months for free with a thirty-day money-back guarantee. You can stop ads and malware. This is more than just a VPN. It blocks all malicious links, ads, and trackers, and notifies you when someone is trying to steal your data. Right now, Atlas VPN is running a huge discount. It means you can get a three-year subscription for just a dollar eighty-three a month with a thirty-day money-back guarantee, and you get three months for free. Time is running out, so get your deal by clicking the link at the very top of the description. Atlas VPN protects all your devices with one single subscription. Save some coin also while shopping online. You get the best deals on Netflix, Spotify, airlines, hotels, and more. Right now, Atlas is running a huge discount like I told you guys. It means you can get a three-year subscription for just $1.83 a month with a three-month free 30-day money-back guarantee. Time is running out, so get your deal by clicking the link at the very top of the description. Thank you so much for Atlas VPN for keeping me safe, keeping a bunch of people safe. I use them every single day when I'm sifting through all these Russian sites. It, it, I, I go down some deep holes. So I use Atlas VPN. You should too. They'll be linked at the very top of the description. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. Now, Russia is apparently preparing a massive missile attack on Ukraine, by the way, from within Belarus. They have moved 14 S-400 air defense systems within, well, 25 miles or so. They have 600 missiles in a nearby ammunition depot. They have also have uh, three Katza 2E2s and a, a Polydar radar, two Panzer air defense systems. The airfield, like I said, is 25 miles from the border within Ukraine. The individual who wrote this report is also claiming the, the attack could be coming within just a few weeks. I don't know. That is something to take note of. They've really kind of slowed down in Kyrgyzstan, or excuse me, not Kyrgyzstan. Well, they have slowed down in Kyrgyzstan, but in Kharkiv, we have seen nothing up in Kiev, Sumy, Chernihiv, nothing up there. Maybe this is to come. I have no idea. Now, the head of the Foreign Ministry of North American Department for Russia has finally said the thing aloud what their biggest fear is when it comes to the war inside of Ukraine. If the United States designates Russia as a state sponsor of terrorism, which they will, I can assure you this, then Russia is going to be screwed. Like it's already passed inside of the Senate to label Russia as a sponsor of terrorism just this past July. And that was with bipartisan support. So I can assure you this thing is going to go all the way through. Now, the measure would actually add Russia to the same list as North Korea, Iran, Syria, and Cuba, which would allow global governments to actually expand the list of measures and sanctions they can actually apply to Russia. What's going to hurt is the fact that the families that are harmed by the country, which is going to be Russia, that is a sponsor of terrorism, they're going to have the right to actually file a claim inside of American courts. So you're going to have masses and masses of Ukrainian citizens that are going to be able to file suits. And where are these resources going to come from? 
Like, you guys remember the $300 billion that Russia had in gold and forex reserves, which was then frozen by Western sanctions? That's where it's going to come from. The $300 billion that was frozen. Like, no matter the outcome of the Ukraine-Russia war, like, no matter the outcome, Russia's going to be struggling financially. And this is another reason why we have seen them talking recently about what they would do with the minerals inside of Ukraine. By the way, the war is going so well in Ukraine, like Putin has decided to sign a decree that is going to reestablish the Mother Heroin Award that existed inside the USSR from 1944 to 1991. And it was awarded to mothers who raised 10 or more children. Yes, these recipients will will be rewarded a 1 million rubles, which is equivalent to, yes, go ahead. Give me a slight little drum roll. One in your head. So these Russian mothers who are going to be popping out 10 kids for Father Putin will get a whopping total of $16,413.63. That is is what? $1,640 per kid? Solid. Way to go. All for Father Putin. It's pretty good. It's It's actually fairly entertaining. So in the last episode, we talked about the fact that Russia claimed to take the town of Udi, which is just north of Kharkiv, but is now confirmed to be false. And the attack was repelled. So everybody who's looking over here, we got Udi just up here. I told you guys in the last episode, we got to actually wait and confirm because it's just the way the Russians work. Like, it's true. Nothing really else to speak of that's been happening in and around Kharkiv. So we're going to shift out of there, moved a little bit south here. And now the Russians have been attempting to actually shift uh, once again, back towards Slovenask. Okay, they, they attempted to gain a new foothold in Dolnia. Once again, that was unsuccessful. And when they stopped doing that, they tried to actually fortify their positions and hold their ground, and they were actually pushed back from there. I am going to note, I mean, they were trying to push out of this, this southern area back on the, the MO3 route, which we've talked about a lot, which is actually kind of funny because I was talking to my guy over inside of Ukraine, and he's like, dude, I'm on the infos, MO3 route. You always talk... <laughs> Anyway, I just thought it was kind of funny. I will say this right now. The two bridges, which I did not have annotated on this map, are now taken out is right here and right here. Boho Rodichine. And then, of course, we know going into Lyman. That one's been out for quite a long time. But that's why they need to push south. That's why we keep seeing them try to push down on this route is because they need another route into Slovenask. Right now, they have not been able to make any progress. And this is over the last month, month and a half. They've actually lost ground in this area. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Okay, now we're going to shift even more east. Nothing's really happened up here uh, at all whatsoever. Nothing happened. We know there was a Russian element that tried to push over over to the uh, excuse me the western side of Belarovica. Didn't pan out, so they got repelled back. Now over here in Solodar, which is right there, house to house fighting has continued inside of Solodar itself, and the Russians have made little to no advancements inside of this area over the last forty eight hours. They are now attacking the town, which is just outside of Solodar, uh, Bakhmutsky. Uh, from two separate directions, and both attacks were repelled. This area, we know, I'm just going to go ahead and give it a big circle, is the area we're going to be talking about. And from what I could tell, uh, this, this area is too close. It's very close into falling into Russian hands. And remember, this area that I just circled is the greatest amount of pressure that the Russians have been applying, and this is where most of the resources are currently inside this eastern area. They're trying to take the, the eastern side of Bakhmut. They really are. And I think they're going to be able to get closer to the city over the next weeks or so. Now, the Russians really have stepped up their offensive south of here. There was really no movement along this line. 
uh, just so everybody's aware. Nothing really happened. They did actually try to hit Zatsev right here uh, out of Horvlika, which is one thing that did happen. Uh, nothing really came of it. The Ukrainians have pretty much held this entire line. Now we're going to shift a little bit south. Now there is quite a bit going on. As you guys can tell, there's a lot more arrows here. Quite a bit more arrows. And now we're talking about just outside Donetsk. So everybody who's, who's now listening. The Russians have actually really stepped up their offensive just south. And we might, we might start seeing some success over the next week or so. It seems that they're now throwing everything they have inside this area at the Ukrainians. Like from a mapping standpoint, it doesn't look like much other than me just adding a few arrows. But as you can clearly tell inside this area, they're now getting in extremely intense when it comes to the fighting all the way along here. Like this entire line is like picking up and it's getting very, very, very intense. Now we're going to shift over to Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, looking from the, like, look, 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 look at the bigger map. Look at this. All along this line right here. All along there. That's crazy. That entire thing has just gotten pretty intense. But of course, right through here, nothing. And over here in Kyrgyzstan... There's been a, I still have it indicated on here that that, that the Ukrainian counteroffensive is happening, and I'm just going to leave it there because nothing's really happening, other than the Russians are losing very chunks of men, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Uh, they have actually attempted to push north out of the M14 route, so the Russians did attempt to go along this route once again, did not pan out. They ended up actually sustaining major losses and were forced to retreat. The Ukrainians once again targeted the bridge in Novokokosha, which. It's going to be right here. This is the area. This is the third time they've done it. And this is it's clearly severely damaged and not even usable anymore, like 100%. So now they've taken out every single bridge, 100% all the way going through here. And just so you are aware, this is the first time the Russians have actually done any type of engagement on the M14 route inside of weeks. And I'm not entirely sure why they're wanting to attempt to push north now. Maybe it's a morale thing. Maybe they need to win. Maybe they need to try to take, make some Ukrainians think that they're, I, I don't know, maybe they need to rethink the counteroffensive that's about to happen. Maybe, maybe they just thought they could push them. I make a life. I have no idea. It does not matter. I can assure you they are feeling the pressure from the Kremlin to hold the ground, and even more so after they keep getting hit deep behind their lines, and even, even worse, down in Crimea. <sighs> anyway, I hope you guys did enjoy this episode. I'm going to go enjoy my honeymoon for another day. I've got a couple more days here. Other than that, I will see you guys uh, later on. I do love you guys. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you guys tomorrow or the next day. I don't know.